This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 318. So today is Thursday, February 23rd, 2023. And this is going to be kind of a short episode. I'm going to give a little bit of update as far as what's going on right now. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the new Canon EOS R8 and R50 cameras. All right, so first of all, let's cover the update. So as many of my listeners know, my lovely wife, Tina, was diagnosed with acute leukemia last year in May, and um, she had to go through uh, a new type of treatment for a cancer. Uh, So instead, uh, her oncologist, uh, Dr. LeBlanc, instead of having her go through the radical radiation therapy and all that stuff, which shreds your immune system and makes your hair fall out, makes you sick and all that stuff, um, he uh, offered her to go through a at-home treatment where she would receive slow trans or infusions via IV, a portable IV pump of the medication to kill off the leukemia cells. And she went through that. She did four cycles. We were originally told it was going to be six, um, but it ended up only being four cycles, which was great. Um, And her leukemia is completely in remission now. So I wanted to let my listeners know and thank all of you that have been sending prayers and well wishes for her uh, during her treatment. Uh, It worked and she is doing much better now. And we're so grateful for that. Now, as far as my stuff right now, I've got a whole bunch of things going on. I've been helping some friends with some projects on the side, and I'm also getting ready to do my first business-related trip out to Long Beach, California. Um, As some of you know, some of you may not know, uh, my day job, I'm a, a senior Linux administrator with over 32 years of experience, and I work for Virgin Orbit in the aerospace industry. They're a great company. I work with a lot of wonderfully talented and smart people, and I just enjoy the job every day. It's been a real blessing, and I do work remote the majority of the time, but You know how a lot of companies are. They want you to get a certain amount of face time with your team, uh, which is fine. So um, in March, I'll be flying out to Long Beach, California to work on site at our facilities out there for a week. Um, I'm not crazy about going out there. It's a suburb of L.A. It's been quite a few years since I've been to Los Angeles. I know the traffic's crazy. Um, It's just a really hectic area to be in. And I'm not looking forward to that part, but it will be nice to get to see some of my coworkers in person. Um, one of my coworkers, Rick, we've already got plans to go out to a restaurant together that Monday um, after work. We're going to go to a place called Lido de Manhattan, uh, which is in Manhattan Beach, California. It's actually one of the restaurants that Gordon Ramsay 
did a rescue on in Kitchen Nightmares when that show was on the air. And the young lady that owns the place was successful in turning it around with Gordon's help. And she's thriving today, which is absolutely great. I love, you know, those kind of stories where people are able to turn things around and make their business a success. So I'm looking forward to going out there and checking out Lido, um, have a nice dinner with my friend Rick and maybe some wine or something like that. We'll have to wait and see. But while I'm out there, I am also going to take one of my cameras with me, one of my Fujifilm cameras, because being it's an area I haven't been to lately, uh, I want the opportunity to maybe sneak in a little street photography while I'm out there. As many of you know, that's one of my favorite genres of photography. So I'm thinking, I'm trying to decide right now, I'm debating between taking one of the X-T4s or the XE4 and my XF 23 millimeter F2, which is 35 millimeter full frame equivalent. Which, of course, as you know, if you listen to the show, in my opinion, 35 millimeters is the perfect focal length for street photography. Yes, you can use 50, you can use 40 as well. And I do have the XF 27 millimeter 2.8 pancake lens, which is a 40 millimeter full frame equivalent. I could take that. I may take that. I don't know. I haven't completely decided yet. Um, I do generally prefer the 35 millimeter focal length. Um, but if I take the XE4 especially, I can be very, very light and compact if I take the XE4 with the 27 millimeter pancake and shoot a 40 millimeter full frame equivalent. So I may do that. I haven't decided yet. Um, so, and of course, when I fly, I'm going to make sure that my laptop bag as well as my shoulder camera bag are both with me on the plane. Uh, I believe you're allowed to carry two bags onto the plane. Uh, I might have to pay extra to have my suitcase in the cargo bay. I'm not sure on that. I'll have to check into it. Uh, but either way, so that's some things that are coming up. And then in April, Tina and I are going to be going up north to visit our family. We didn't go up for the holidays this year. We decided to stay home, let her finish her leukemia treatments, and enjoy the warmer weather that we have down here at Christmas time versus what they get in the north Northeast United States and Northeastern Pennsylvania and Southern tier of New York, uh, which they're right now still getting some snow. So uh, today here, it's a nice 70 degrees. So thank God for that. <laughs> I definitely have no desire to put up with the snow and ice and all of that garbage. I'm just getting too old for all of that. Okay, so the next thing I wanted to talk about today is one of Canon's two new mirrorless lenses in the RF mount. Canon recently announced the Canon EOS R8 and the R50, two new mirrorless cameras from Canon. Now, just to let you know, one is full frame, the R8, of course, and the other one is, of course, APS-C, um, which Canon does make good APS-C cameras. So I'm not dissing them there or anything like that. Okay, now let me give you the overview on the Canon EOS R8. This is coming from B&H Photos, Matt Cot Cotton. Um, he says, a lightweight, travel-friendly, full-frame body, the Canon EOS R8 mirrorless camera offers powerful photo and video capabilities for both photographers and multimedia content creators. Utilizing a newly developed sensor also found in the EOS Mark uh, R6 Mark II, the R8 features a 24.2 megapixel CMOS sensor paired with the Digic X processor or Digic 10, however you want to say it. 
Together, this combination provides outstanding stills, performance, impressive 4K 60p 10-bit video, and fast autofocus. Okay, so a little bit more details about the camera itself. It's a 24.2 megapixel full-frame sensor, as I said before. Um, it has the dual-pixel CMOS AF2. It has HDR PQ and Canon Log 3. It can do vertical movie mode and aspect markers, live streaming. Uh, it has movie digital IS or image stabilization. It's equipped with a 2.36 million dot EVF in very angle touchscreen LCD. And it has flexible connectivity, including wired and wireless connectivity, built-in Bluetooth, built-in Wi-Fi connectivity, built-in USB-C allows you to connect the camera to a smartphone or computer if you want to do tethered shooting and things like that. So it is a very impressive camera. Now, the lens mount, of course, is Canon RF. And the sensor type is 35.9 by 23.9 millimeters full frame CMOS sensor. Image stabilization, sensor shift, five axis, and it says video only. So there is no IBIS for stills. It does not have any built-in ND filters. The capture type is stills and video both, of course. It has an electronic shutter. There is no mechanical shutter on this body. It has electronic shutter only. Now, the electronic shutter is capable of one, uh, one sixteen thousandth of a second up to 30 seconds in manual mode, one sixteen thousandth of a second up to 30 seconds in time mode, one eight thousandth of a second up to 30 seconds. Um, and then the electronic front curtain shutter is capable of one four thousandth of a second up to 30 seconds. And then, of course, it has bulb mode and time mode. The ISO sensitivity, uh, photo and video, 100 to 102,400, and it can be extended to ISO 50 to 204,800, the digital super snowstorm, which nobody's ever going to use. Metering method is center-weighted, average, evaluative, partial, and spot. Exposure modes, aperture priority, manual, program, and shutter priority. Now, the exposure compensation is minus three to plus three EV in one third or one half EV steps. The metering range is minus three to plus 20 EV. And for your white balance, you have the presets of auto, cloudy, custom, daylight, flash, fluorescent, Kelvin, shade, and tungsten. And then for continuous shooting capabilities with the electronic shutter, it can do up to 40 frames per second for up to 120 frames JPEG, 56 frames raw, or it can do up to six frames per second for up to 1,000 frames JPEG and 1,000 frames raw. So again, it does not have the mechanical shutter. It has uh, interval recording, yes, self-timer of two and 10 second delay. The aspect ratio is 3 to 2 for still image capture. Image file format, CRAW, ATIF, JPEG, and regular RAW. Bit depth is 14 bit. Now, for internal recording modes, it has H.264, H.265, MPEG-4, and it has 422 10-bit. Um, external recording modes, none. It has fast and slow motion support. Yes, gamma curve, Canon C log or Canon log three, and HDR PQ.
Now the recording limit is up to 120 minutes in 4K and up to 120 minutes in 1080p uh, HFR. Broadcast output is NTSC and PAL. IP streaming, yes. Built-in microphone type is stereo. Uh, media type, it has a single memory card slot, which takes SD, SDHC, and SDXC. Video I.O., one times micro HDMI output. Audio I.O., or input output, is one times one-eighth or 3.5 millimeter TRS stereo microphone input on camera body. And a one by one-eighth, 3.5 millimeter TRRS headphone mic headphone output on camera body. Now, other input-output devices that has one USB-C port, USB 3.2, 3.1, Gen 2. For wireless, it can do 2.4 gigahertz, 5 gigahertz, and Bluetooth 4.2 control. Mobile app compatible, yes. Uh, global positioning or GPS, none included. The monitor size is 3 inches with a resolution of 1,620,000 dots. Display type is articulating touchscreen. The viewfinder is electronic, of course, with the size of 0.39 inches, resolution of 2.36 million dots. The eye point is 22 millimeters. Coverage is 100%. Magnification, approximately 70 times. I think that might be a typo. I thought it was supposed to be 0 0.07 times, uh, 70 times, but I could be wrong. Okay, diopter adjustment minus four to plus one. So for the focus type, it has both auto and manual focus, focus modes of continuous servo AF, manual focus, and single servo AF. Auto focus points, this is important to a lot of people. For photo, it has phase detection with 4,897 focus points. For video, phase detection with 4,067 focus points. And the autofocus sensitivity is minus 6.5 to plus 21 EV. So this is definitely an impressive camera. Now, keep in mind, this is considered an entry-level full-frame body. So it's not going to have all of the bells and whistles of the R6 Mark II or the R5 or the R3. The battery type is a single LPE17 rechargeable lithium polymer. Um which sucks. That's a smaller battery. I believe that's the same battery that the SL2 and SL3 take, if memory serves me correctly. Now, the camera is not out yet, but you can pre-order it now for $1,499 for the body only at B&H. Estimated ship date is Tuesday, April 18th. So you're going to be waiting a little while yet for this to ship. And I know Canon Japan has already put out a notice that they've had more orders for this camera than they expected, and there is going to be a delay in people receiving this particular camera body due to the overwhelming number of orders. That's what they say that they've received for the body so far. Now, you do also have the option to get the body paired with the RF 24 to 50, which is one of the two new lenses. It's an F4.5 to 6.3 ISSTM, and if you get it with the lens, you pay $16.99. Same estimated ship date. But again, this is an impressive camera. It's a great entry-level full-frame camera. Just because I switched to Fujifilm doesn't mean I'm going to bash Canon. Um, I shot with Canon for many years. They make fantastic cameras. And I think this is going to be a great camera for a lot of people out there 
that maybe want to get into shooting full frame. They're currently shooting APS-C or Micro Four Thirds and they want to go full frame, but they don't want to break the bank. This is definitely a great camera for those kind of people. Now, it does only have one memory card slot. So again, you're looking back at, think of this as kind of like the successor to the, uh, the EOS RP uh, or the R, I guess you could say the R, uh, maybe because it's got a little bit more than the RP, but it still has a single memory card slot, um, which is okay. I mean, just be careful. Memory cards do fail. It does happen. Uh, but this would be a great camera for anybody that wants to get their toes wet in the world of full frame mirrorless. And Canon does have phenomenal lenses in the RF mount as well. Now, I'm going to take a short break right here, and then I'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag. Hashtag Liam Photo Podcast. And now back to the show. And we are back. Okay, so now for the Canon EOS R50 mirrorless APS-C camera. Again, from BH Photos, Matt Cotton. A compact and lightweight camera. The black Canon EOS R50 is highly versatile mirrorless camera with a sophisticated photo and video feature set. Geared towards content creators and vloggers, this camera is slightly smaller and lighter than the EOS M50 Mark II and features an upgraded 24.2 megapixel APS-C CMOS sensor and Digic 10 image processor to deliver high-resolution stills and Ultra HD 4K videos. So it has the same 24.2 uh, megapixel sensor, only in an APS-C form factor, and the same Digic X uh, processor as the R8. It has enhanced dual-pixel CMOS AF2, a 2.36 million dot EV and vari-angle touchscreen, uh, advanced A-plus assist, um, which allows you to experience the joy of creative photography with an expanded array of auto-compatible scenes. Advanced A-plus assist enables great imagery, even in difficult settings such as night views and backlit scenarios. Overexposure is automatically reduced so you can capture dynamic scenes or bright portraits and multiple continuous shots are taken to create beautiful night images or macro photography with a deeper depth of field. And this is a simple and convenient vlogging camera, uh, movie for close-up demos mode, vertical movie mode and aspect markers, flexible connectivity, uh, wired and wireless connectivity, UVC, UAC compatibility allows the R50 camera to be used as a web camera to stream live video in full HD without additional computer software. Has built-in Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and USB-C connectivity. And of course, being it's an APS-C body, it does have a pop-up flash 
as well. So let's go over the full specs. RF mount, of course. Sensor resolution effective 24.2 megapixels. Sensor type is a 22.3 by 14.9 millimeter APS-C sensor with a crop factor of 1.6 times. Image stabilization, none. No built-in ND filters. Capture type stills and video. Now, again, this one does not have a mechanical shutter. Electronic shutter only. Now, shutter speed for the electronic shutter, one eight thousandth of a second up to 30 seconds, and the electronic front curtain shutter, one four thousandths of a second up to 30 seconds. It does have bulb mode and time mode like the R8. The ISO sensitivity is 100 to 32,000, extended to 51, ISO 51,200 um, for the top end. The metering methods are center-weighted average, evaluative, and partial, and spot. Exposure modes, aperture priority, manual, program, and shutter priority. Exposure compensation, minus three to plus three EV and one-third EV steps. Metering range is minus two to plus 20 EV. White balance presets, it has auto, cloudy, color temperature, custom, daylight, flash, fluorescent, shade, and tungsten. For continuous shooting, the electronic shutter can do up to 15 frames per second for up to 28 images JPEG, 7 images RAW. So a much smaller uh, buffer. The electronic shutter, um, I'm assuming it's the first curtain one, up to 12 frames per second for 42 frames JPEG, 7 frames RAW. It does have interval recording and it does have a self-timer with a 2 or 10 second delay. Aspect ratio is 3 to 2 again. Image file format CRAW, HEIF, JPEG, and regular RAW. Video capture H.264, H.265, MPEG-4. Broadcast output NTSC and PAL, of course. Built-in microphone type is stereo. Again, this one has a single SD card slot, which is capable of SD, SDHC, or SDXC. Video input output, one times micro HDMI output. Audio, one, one eighth or 3.5 millimeter TRS stereo microphone input on the body. Other I.O., it has uh, one USB-C input output. Wireless, it's capable of 2.4 and 5 gigahertz with Bluetooth 4.2 control Wi-Fi. Now, mobile app compatible, yes. Has no GPS again. Uh, the monitor or LCD screen is three inches. Resolution is 1,062,000 dot. Display type is articulating. Uh, the viewfinder is EVF OLED display. The size is 0 0.39 inches with a resolution of 2.36 million dots. The eye point is 22 millimeters. Coverage is 100%. Magnification is approximately 96 times. Diapter adjustment minus three, two plus one. Now for the focus type, it has auto and manual focus, focus modes or continuous servo AF, manual focus and single servo AF. Now for autofocus points, for photo, it has phase detect autofocus with 4,503 autofocus points. For video phase detection with 3,713 autofocus points. And the autofocus sensitivity is minus 4 to plus 20 EV. It does have a built-in flash with a maximum sync speed of 1 250th of a second. 
flash compensation of minus three to plus three EV in one third steps. Dedicated flash system is ETTL and external flash connection through the Intelligent Hot Shoe. Now, both of these cameras are equipped with Canon's new Intelligent Hot Shoe. Um, which allows you to do other things as well. Uh, besides just flash, you can use different types of uh, microphone setups. Um, the Tascam devices can be used on this camera. Um, so it makes it a lot more flexible. Now, it does take the same battery as the R8, the LPE17, which again is a much smaller battery. Um, like I said before, I believe it's the same battery that was used in the SL2 and SL3. Now, again, this is going to be a great camera for those of you looking to just get started. Now, the estimated ship date is Thursday, March 16th for this body. You can pre-order now at B&H. You can get the body only for $679, and it is available in either black or white. Now, I'm not sure why Canon decided to offer it white, maybe because they did with the M50. Um, so that's a possibility. Now, you could also get it with the 18 to 45 kit lens for $799, or you can get a bundle where you get the body with the 18 to 45 and the new RFS 55 to 210 lens. You can get the whole kit with both lenses in the body for $1,029. So again, this is going to be a great little vlogging camera for content creators. It's going to give you a quality camera for not a lot of money. That's one of the nice things about this. And right now, Canon has the lowest price point cameras of anybody on the market. Uh, neither Sony or Nikon um, have a full frame camera and the R8, as cheap as the R8 is. And I don't believe I, any of them have an APS-C camera as cheap as this one is at $679. So Canon is making sure that they stay competitive with everybody by introducing these two new bodies. And they're going to be great bodies if they're what you're looking for, what's going to fit your needs. You're going to be totally happy with either one of these two new bodies that Canon has recently announced. Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group, and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you're in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, that's going to wrap up episode 318 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcast. I also wanted to remind you to stop by the Liam Photography YouTube channel. 
Subscribe to the channel, watch the videos, like them, comment on them, share them out on social media and elsewhere, and hit the little bell icon so you can be notified when new content drops. Also, do not forget that I still have my current my latest contest is still ongoing where you can enter for a chance to win a Platypod Extreme Flat Tripod. It's the newest generation of the Platypod. It is a fantastic tripod. I have one myself and I am giving one away as part of this new contest. And I want to thank Dr. Larry Tiefenbrum and Skip Cohen for making this happen. Platypod has sponsored this contest. They do not sponsor the show. They only sponsor this contest. They provided the prize that I will be giving away. And you still got 55 days to get your entries in. So make sure you do that as soon as possible. Now, if you're not already a subscriber to the show, why not? It's absolutely free. No strings attached, no cost to you. Just subscribe to the show and your favorite podcatcher. Share it out on social media and elsewhere. Share it with your family and friends. Ask them to subscribe and listen to the show. I have a large back catalog of episodes that you can listen to. 317 previous episodes and today being 318, of course. So there's a lot of great content that you can listen to on this show. Now, I am, again, working on getting some more guests for interviews. I'm hoping after this month that sometime, hopefully in March, I'll be able to get Jordan Drake and Chris Nichols from DP Review TV to come on the show. And I'm also working on getting Rick Salmon, who's a professional wildlife photographer, shot for National Geographic for decades. He's an awesome guy, and I'm hoping to get him to come on the show and talk more about wildlife photography. So definitely make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss any of these upcoming episodes. All right, that is it, folks. I will see you all again on Sunday.